0: What's going on, guys? 360 Digital Closing Bell here for our week. Look back podcast for this gorgeous September 25th, 2020. As always, I'm your humble correspondent, Michael Dino. Joined by the executive producer of the show, the purveyor of the show, international news aficionado and director and publisher of the world's greatest website, www.oilandgas360.com, Stuart Dilley. How you doing this week?
1: Uh, Good morning. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood and you got a hall pass.
0: Yes, this is step one of a two-step haul pass process. If you guys are interested in getting off work, about 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time let you slip home, beat some of that traffic. Guys got to listen to this show. We'll give you a little quiz at the end. You got to answer it. And then you got to tune into the live show at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Available on the world's greatest website, www.oilandgas360.com. Or live on YouTube from an undisclosed location. Um, but this is our Week Look Back Podcast. Time stands at about uh, 6.37 a.m. here. So oil currently trading about 39 uh, 94 I mean, honestly, good to see, considering some of the volatility we had. We're going to cover everything that's happened volatility-wise. We're kind of going to walk through in a day-by-day basis. Stu's going to give us some of the top headlines for the day. We'll kind of react to them. Uh, We'll move into kind of how the oil levels look. We'll cover the DOE uh, inventories for both natural gas, which was actually a little bullish. That's why we're seeing now $2.18 gas. But we'll also look at crude oil inventories, a little interesting mixed signals there. Um, And then we'll check in with the 360 um, official, non-official fund. But first, guys, this show is brought to us by the world's greatest website, www.oilandgas360.com, courtesy of the publisher, Stuart Turley. Guys, I highly recommend for all of your energy, finance, technology, news, let me tell you, Oil & Gas 360 is the place to stay up today. Me and student create the Oil & Gas 360 news desk, which is available. If you just go to the top bar, go to 360 x uh, Energy Expert, hit the drop down and hit news desk. Bookmark that page, baby, because it's the one-stop shop to stay updated on all of your energy finance news. We run charts. We run uh, equity overview tables. All of the top stories of the day. We throttle everything to that 360 News decks feed. I, I would put that news feed up with some of the top news feeds in the country because of the way we throttle things that I absolutely love. You can check out our uh, our latest weekly long-form podcast. You can always check out all of the live daily shows on U- on Intercom's YouTube channel. Or you can check out the summary shows. We got how to connect with all of us on social. Email the show mtanner at intercominc.com. Stuart also runs a podcast called the energy 360 network which is the place for energy thought leadership we've had some unbelievable growth Stu. who do you got coming up on that
1: um well you know um well i gotta give a shout out to a young uh co-host i mean host of the show <laughs> we've had over about a thousand hits on your show uh with uh, ron geist from uh, Liberty, out. You know what
0: they say, blind, fi- blind mice finds cheese once in a while.
1: Oh, well, you know, well, you stumbled over that block of cheese because uh, it's been one of our best performing ones, so. Oh, good.
0: Well, good. Uh, so
1: who else do you have coming up? I know you've got some. We data gumbo uh, yes. that went out yesterday and it is really cool. Data gumbo. Um, is blockchain technology, and I absolutely love my time with uh, Andrew Bruce, the CEO and founder. Fantastic information. We have another story coming out uh, Monday about a uh, loser win uh, story out of Canada, and uh, I've got another book here uh, just came in. It's called Kremlin Games. It oh, is. This is
0: going to get us banned. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry just go sorry no, no no go
1: ahead just take a look at it i'm gonna have it read over the weekend we'll that's be- a
0: thick. you're gonna get that read over the weekend probably on the bike too you're probably gonna why you don't audio book on the bike
1: no i i i'm good enough that i just pedal without having to worry about anything that's enough. that's
0: good some people have to have that background noise but i can see you cranking out books on the audio version on the ride and then we have some other people right we've got some people kind of canned we're, we're going to be rolling out
1: um yeah I, i'm working on the schedule on those so don't want to give it too much of a shout out well
0: that's the nice part the schedule we are the schedule Stu. we get a pick and choose exactly when things drop um, that's the beauty of, of uh, being the publisher you're in charge um anything else i mean we, we live on youtube every day any of the shows follow us on linkedin twitter all the socials at oag 360
1: um hey i want to give out a shout out to abe uh, the american association of black uh energy um yes the
0: american association of blacks and energy love those people they're uh, oh, a good friend of the that, show
1: fabulous uh she uh launched her podcast this week and uh, we are just really excited about it we're going to run uh, a little story on it today, and uh, we just encourage everybody to go check out Abe and Paula's podcast. There'll be more information on that. Outstanding people.
0: Yeah, no, it's good stuff. Um, I've heard the person who's producing that podcast is pretty sweet, too, so I'd highly recommend uh, checking that out. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. where you can find this podcast. And so they'll of the 360 digital closing bell. I know people have been expecting the daily show. We've had sound issues all week, people. So I'm taking this week off from posting the closing bell. Podcast live every day um, to, to the 360 digital closing. Honestly, just because of these sound issues, i wanted to slam my head into an ice pick. I, we, it's, we, we've done hours of testing; it works on the testing, and then we dive into the live show. I'm telling you, it's China. China. Someone, it's China or Russia bots. I'm th- no, I'm just kidding. It's probably neither of those. It's you know what it is. It's probably user error, but we'll figure that out as we work through. So we'll get back on the on, the, on dropping the, the the everyday show. On the podcast monday you can also find us in the oil and gas show we're excited to be on this feed we're kind of revamping um the way this is going to look so you might be seeing some visual changes if you subscribe to us through there we really appreciate it, guys just rate review subscribe whatever channel you're listening to us do whatever makes the algorithms nuts. we get enough we get over 100 reviews on the oil and gas show podcast feed i will get apps i will commit to getting apps i'll
1: tell you what uh it's kind of fun um google loves you uh and uh i just is.
0: watched the social dilemma last night and i don't know if that's really a good thing though what do you mean oh you haven't watched the social dilemma on netflix Stu?
1: oh no uh, we
0: might have to wind this podcast down early you might need to go watch it we might need then to sit back down cut this together and give me your thoughts holy smokes, Stu! that's your job tonight is watch the social dilemma and we'll cover it on the monday's podcast sorry continue
1: uh, oh hey that, that's okay but uh, the algorithms that we're doing, uh, it, you know, our team is doing phenomenal. Uh, we got some heck of a Google ratings uh, on everything going on. We can publish out uh, your story, at, and it's up on the number one Google search engine for oil news uh, almost every day. That's, that's all
0: that's all thanks to you I've got nothing to do with that um but I think uh, that's enough self-love I mean we spent about eight minutes stroking ourselves off I think we should probably move into what happened this week um it, it was a choppy week in both the the the, the equities market and the oil markets i, I mentioned i think i told sue this yesterday randomly it would have been a great week to be a day trader the volatility and the levels that were getting hit specifically on the es side which is i you know you know full disclosure i know we're a crude oil we're a crude oil show here but i trade more s p and nasdaq futures than i do oil futures uh, um I, I uh, you know, if, you, if you're in the, no, I want to say in the business. I'm not really in the business, but if but if you're in that trading community, crude oil is known as crudella, Stu. Man, she's salty and she will get you. She is salty. So I stick to some of the more technical stuff. I mean, Dow Jones futures had some really nice levels. So if you were, if you're an equities trader, um, specifically on that future side, man, you had some, you had some good movement. But when we look at, when we kind of just dive into what happened Monday, markets opened pretty gapped down. I mean, we had a, as, as you know, the markets you know, f- you know we had two days coming into this week that were down Thursday and Friday of last week. We saw gap open down of about oh yikes. Let's see what what do we have here. I mean, we're talking two. We're talking like seventy points too, which is not good. Choppy Monday day. If you're in the equities on, on crude oil side, um, Monday was um, pit opened. Uh, so you know, as as you know, for futures the pit opens for the week 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on Sunday. So how I run my days are I leave out the overnight session. I keep I I, I draw my day one line at the pit open, which is 7:30 Mountain Standard Time, because that's really when the most liquidity starts happening. And so when we look at the pit open on Monday, Stu, holy smokes, we got driven down. We were trading that overnight session around 41 bucks. We saw an absolute nosedive below 39. It actually hit the low of the week at 38. What is it like 38? Like thirty eight eighty seven. It's a matter of four or five hours, Stu. You saw over a two dollar swing in the price. Well, I mean, it was point of control was up at forty one thirty six before that happened. So you want to talk a tumble off the table, and that really led to kind of a down, um, uh, a down Monday. There was some interesting news that happened, Stu. What are some of the top stories that happened that day?
1: On the twenty first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, boy, it was interesting on that. You know. Um the shell uh you you had on here shell was cutting us jobs yeah that's 30 to 40% right oh it was horrible i mean that's a beating but it, it that's leading into shell and bp's total uh morphing that they're going through and that is uh divesting themselves of oil assets and going into the green energy space uh,
0: yeah I, it's and- it's interesting it's the it's the international oil majors that are making this move when oh. I, I it would be interesting to see when when a Chevron and Exxon decide to make this move because that's more I think representative of, of what the US oil patch looks like from a holistic standpoint not necessarily you know what I mean I mean right now I, you know on the publishers note we ran E and I BP and Shell all migrating. what do they all have in common well not headquartered here
1: no. And um, you know, in the uh, finishing out that uh publisher's note, it says the consumers will be the one hurt by their own demand on this. So that one's an article called Shell launches major cut uh cutting drives. Uh, it'll be in the show notes. It was Is a, this Project Reshape? Yes, this is
0: Project Reshape.
1: Yes, they so are So they
0: dubbed this so th- they dubbed this you know, you know, to kinda of give you the headline, Royal Dutch Shell's looking to slash up to forty percent of its cost of producing oil and gas in a major drive to save cash, uh, and the internal cost-cutting review known as Project Reshape.
1: Oh yeah, all Re- the bills. Um, they they are uh, Shell's overall uh, operating costs are thirty-eight billion and capital spending twenty-four billion. And they're not advertising on the show. Shame on you, Shell oh, they're so missing the boat. You know, we could really help them with their ESG opinions of people. Uh, Their marketing department needs to rename their uh, programs that they have. Uh, I thought it was interesting that Goldman Sachs stuck to its forecast for Brent uh, to $49 a barrel and 65 barrels uh, by quarter next year. Wait, wait, Uh, 65 bucks? quarter what uh third quarter next year 65 65
0: yeah uh no wrong wrong wrong. (laughs) (laughs) but go ahead goldman continue sorry Uh, (laughs)
1: um and there's another development that feeds all into this circle here of life according to the lion king and that is uh Libya they say That even that takes care of The Libyan uh, Development that Turkey is Coming in as an EMP And just blowing past The, the uh, OPEC um, uh, Items And everything else so this whole shell Article was a really Full of good nuggets So it was
0: brutal I see something else Oxy's now paying cash To Buffett what's this all about
1: with uh, uh let's see if uh jesse james the motorcycle uh absolutely loved his shows a while ago yeah, yeah. He builds custom motorcycles and on he has a tattoo on his hands uh pay up sucker and that is he had to go play guido and cat and get people to pay warren buffett wants his money he's not going to take an IOU anymore so if you well, he's been
0: getting he's getting he's been getting paid in stock so, I mean, it's been what? The, the, when did this close? 2019? Yeah. Early, mid-July mid, 2019? Yeah.
1: So, we're comparing Warren Buffett to Jesse James.
0: Well, he's had three quarters of about, I think it's $800 million in, prefer, oh, okay. in, in quarterly. I mean, it's a pretty good quarterly check. Whoop! It's a pretty good quarterly check he gets. And the last two quarters, they've paid him in stock, which if you're getting paid in oxy stock... It's about equivalent to shrewd bucks at this point. So you're losing money each day getting more. So he's finally like, yo, I want cash. And so if you read the article, you know, this is why I love me a good Reuters article. It's a sign of the financial strength of Oxy. They can pay him in cash. Yeah, no. That was a conversation where Buffett and Munger got on the phone like, yo, pay me my money. In cash now. That's not a sign of financial, in my view. I mean, I could, I could be off base on this one, but that's one where the headline I don't think matches up reality.
1: No. Um, going to the next part of this whole thing that feeds in together on the 21st, you just fell apart laughing on the Club Med uh, acronym that we had. There's a East forum taking shape. Uh, And it's all the folks uh, in the Mediterranean over this. We've been covering this uh, dramatic uh, play going on out there, except they're excluding Turkey and Libya and a few of the other folks. So uh, it's kind of humorous when you sit back and take it. Uh, and it so um, Egypt has two uh, liquefied plants that have been dr- that are idle and are trying to get in this so it's Egyptian uh, Cyprus and France and they're all trying to get all in this the official ministers are Egypt Israel Greece and Cyprus Jordan and the Palestinian Authority and that's called the club med <laughs> so I uh, I just think it's kind of funny. It's officially called the Eastern, the East Mediterranean Gas Forum. And all this is playing around because the Levi, Leviathan mm-hmm. field and it plays into the Noble um,
0: Chevron uh, acquisition, because that's whatever. one of the contentious fields that Elliott management thinks is worth maybe a little bit more than what Noble sold for to Chevron.
1: So if you're a regular listener to our show, First off,
0: God help you. Second (laughs) off, thank you. Thank you.
1: We appreciate it. We love Um, you. But this is one of the, I'm going to have to write a white paper on this because this is most, most people are not picking up the intertwined story of everything going on in this area. Uh, This is connected to this, that's connected to this, and people are not dotting the lines like we are. Uh, it's just amazing stories that are going out there. So I think, yeah, that,
0: I, covers I, it. I think that covers it. I, before we move on to Tuesday, I'd be remiss if we didn't have a Chapter 11 bankruptcy update. Our favorite <laughs> CO2 um, flooding company, Denbury Resources, recapitalized, completed its refinancial structure, and is now Denbury Inc. Shares opened Monday at $25. Immediately, we're trading. Immediately, then. Limit down fifty nine or fifteen dollars, and now currently trading around $18, 19 bucks. I mean, obviously some value loss. Um, it was sort of funny though. I read the press release. Um, they had three months to figure out how they were going to improve their uh, stock position, improve how investors felt about them. They come back with the same assets, the same management team, the same strategy. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that one.
1: Um, uh, you always say, what's wrong with this picture?
0: Yeah, it's just, what, what's wrong with uh, Nothing's changed since pre-post bankruptcy looks the same. Hmm, I wonder what's going to happen.
1: You remember, uh, is it Leslie Nelson when he's in, uh, one of his shows? He's walking by and everything's blowing up behind him and Nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. There's nothing to see here. Um, I'll start writing the chapter twenty-two paperwork so that when you guys, so in a year and a half, you guys can just call me, save you guys some time. I'll charge you a little friends and family discount.
1: There you go. So are we moving on to?
0: Yeah, let's move into Tuesday. I mean, really, Tuesday was one of the you know first on the oil side. Absolutely <laughs> nothing happened. There was very little news other than you know I, I would say some really volatile trading stuff. Um, equities really were reacting to fed uh, fed chairman jerome powell continuing to reiterate that the fed is going to continue to support the economy aka pump it with cash so uh you know if, if you're a larger institution you're a mid-range bank out there you're going to see money be continued to flow in. i mean not that this is a great you know not that this affects oil and gas too much but hey i mean the more money that's out there is trading around um prices stayed on the oil side fairly flat uh, API came out and ex- expected um, a little more uh, of a of, of a a draw than we ended up seeing on wednesday which is kind of why you saw on wednesday that pit uh the, the pit price ended up falling we also saw some very interesting my, u.s mileage data so just giving you an idea of how many off people are driving lowest levels of mileage uses since july 2012 which is absolutely brutal chief market uh, chief global market strategist axi said many oil traders are subscribing to the dominant macro narrative that as far as the oil price recovery is concerned last week's top might be and this is he says, "As good as it, you know, this is—it's not good. This might be as good as it gets for a while when mapping oil prices tangentially to rebound in economic activity. You know what that means, stu? They think forty-two's the top. They think this is where we're going to be for a while. And these are what people are trading it as. Goldman Sachs think whatever you want, baby.
1: Um, I'm a, I'm afraid to pull the amazing Kreskin. Uh, I put that genie back in the bottle. I I got you, burned by them.
0: <laughs> you were too accurate." Yeah, on the U.S. sales side, it was really nothing. We saw Matador come out say they completed four wells. Yay, yeah, that should be good. Go read that press release; that was fun. I'm not an engineer, but it just read scummy. It read like an invest. It read like someone presenting an inv- at an investor conference, and they showed me a well log. It's like, bro, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really. I can't read this. It's. It was a trip. It, it was a trip, Stu. What was on the international news desk that day?
1: On uh, the 22nd, you know, we had BP week the week before, and this falls right into BP, Exxon, all of the majors morphing. And I've never seen a morph like this in an industry uh, ever before. And um, they, they terminated a deep sea um, Aberdeen contract. And it is actually a drilling rig, an offshore rig that is just absolutely huge. I almost wonder how much they paid to get out of this thing. Um, and, you, you know, these things have hundreds of thousands of dollars of uh, rent per day. And if they're willing to buy their way out of that contract, holy most, they're killing it now. Uh, you and I also talked about that there are several places in the world that they are going to keep. And we're going to have a show on... Well, well, tell them. What are those places? Well, it's like Nigeria and it's... uh, the North Sea? It's Gulf of Mexico.
0: Well, I wonder why. Profitable oil. (laughs) It's what?
1: It ain't on land, so it's kind of interesting. And uh, later on in the week, they uh, had a discussion about the majors that's later in the week that was followed up with this same subject uh there's 293 countries that the majors are in and they're exiting uh 200 of those so they'll only be in about 293 countries so pick your favorite countries and and find out which ones are politically stable to be in investing in
0: yeah i mean that's that's (laughs) it's good advice actually it's great advice um yeah. what else happened i'm seeing uh australia is doing 13 billion energy tech
1: yeah energy tech and i i kind of misled uh our listeners on that just a little bit on the day because i said it was solar and wind and technology it is in the sense that this technology is for batteries and storage mm. and so it has got a Support those uh, industries right now, as we're seeing in California and everywhere else. It's absolutely uh, worthless to have 30 percent of your uh, power generated by solar and wind, which you know we love uh, renewables uh, as long as it's the lowest kilowatt per hour. To I'm end. on 100 percent renewable grid here. Are you really? hundred percent renewable.
0: Sorry, my power just went out. I had to go on my bike to spin it up. Yeah, hundred percent renewable. I'm just kidding, Stu. I got power over you. I've just Craig, are you there?
1: Hello, McFly?
0: Oh, McFly? <laughs> no, I was just joking, my power I just I just killed my camera. My power went out. I don't have any Oh no, yeah, no, it's uh it's uh no, I'm not 100% renewable. I don't think I even have solar panels on this thing. I'm living in like a 1970s house up in the Highlands in Denver here. There ain't, there ain't no, there ain't no renewables in sight.
1: No, and um, that's one of the funny things about technology coming around the corner are mini grids. And some of their mini grids are actually um, natural gas power plants for the house. Uh, the marketing people are spending this crud like you wouldn't believe anyway i just think
0: what we need to do is is breed mice to run fast on wheels on hamster wheels and we'll just have a a grid powered by hamster wheels that's what i that's my solution to the energy we'll just get these jacked hamsters to just run and they'll just run marathons on these things i think it'd be sweet
1: i'd rather have politicians being chased by tigers
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> all right.
1: I, I don't care what political persuasion you are. I just want them That's to cr- pass my tiger. I'm sorry.
0: I can just <laughs> picture, I'm just picturing the Roman Coliseum, and you just got average people in the stands, and now all of a sudden you just see... I oh, just see Mitch McConnell running out there and there's this, this tiger sprinting out after him. Oh, that kills I don't
1: me. Care. I'm so tired of politics, you know, which Ah, oh, you killed me. I
0: think with that, we got to move on.
1: Okay. Uh, anything, anything else happened that day? Oh, no. It, it, nothing worth talking. about.
0: Good, because finally on Wednesday, Stu, the markets turned positive. We had four straight negative days. I was tired of seeing red on the board all day. And yes... We finally get an okay day on the markets. Um, you know, major percentages. Um, um, yeah, yeah, sorry, excuse me. Um, oh, no, we're talking third. Yeah, excuse me. So Wednesday we saw, yeah. So not good on the day, at least for the overall equities market. Excuse me, I was looking at the wrong day here. Forgive me, people. I'm getting my charts wrong. Um, The four-day session streak is snapped uh, on Thursday, not Wednesday. Um, So we had Friday was bad. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday were pretty bad. As we move into, uh, as we excuse Monday and Tuesday workers, we move into Thursday. Uh, 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 absolute uh, not good. Dow Jones was down 367 points. S&P was down over 1.5 percentage points. Um, This was, speaking of battery day, this was actually battery day for Tesla. It was sort of funny. This is almost like their Apple day where they reveal all their new products. They reveal all what their plans of the future is. They give an update on when their delivery dates are going to be. At the end of the markets do, shares of Tesla were trading down over 9%. So you can, you can tell how investors feel about some of the tangible news that comes. I know we've seen Tesla an absolute run up in the stock price, but it's kind of funny. They actually provide tangible news and their yeah. stock tanks.
1: Well, there's a little bit of uh, funniness to that, and I have to admire Tesla. And um, the funny thing is that was the same day that uh, Governor uh, dope out of California uh, signed the bill and said that he wants all combustion engines out of California. Oh, we'll and, get to that. Oh, don't worry, we'll get we'll get to that here. We'll okay. get to that. Tesla is heading to Texas and getting out of California as well too. Um, well, there but we get... the battery day for Tesla actually shows that he is trying his cars. Uh, they are too expensive. Hundred thousand dollar. I believe you even talked about this. Hundred thousand dollar car. Who can afford it uh, for a? a Tesla? I don't think it's a hundred. that let's find out. You can find the price online. Continue. Um, but by the time you do the batteries and everything else, the life expectancy of the battery, uh, the children that are you know working on all the precious minerals in Africa, I mean it's a horrible kind of thing on the batteries. Yeah. So he's trying to change the technology on the batteries, targeting twenty four k. Uh, for a battery system for an electric car pretty darn smart so i gotta hand it to tesla to change the technology when he's not waiting on other people uh he is filling his own supply line
0: yeah sixty-five thousand for a new model s
1: right but the battery portion of that is uh upwards of 35k so he's wanting to reduce his battery portions that goes in with a story that we ran three weeks ago with uh china building a battery um uh recycling plant yeah uh okay that adds some co2 to them batteries as they get hauled over to china to get recycled you know what recycling in china means i'm gonna
0: get myself in trouble if i answer so no
1: um pushing them into tibet
0: (laughs) i was gonna say throwing them in the ocean but that works too um so i shouldn't i should i should we should i shouldn't order this tesla for you I'm, i'm i'm working through right now
1: um, I, I believe that Tesla may be on it eventually, but
0: well, I I think whether they become fully electric or they become some renewable natural gas power, I think what he's onto is the self drive is the driverless, the the, the AI software that drive basically drives the car for you. I mean that's some rock solid stuff right there, and that's uh, what I think is a lot of the IP behind Tesla. Do I think the all electric will be? I don't know, maybe. I, you know, I could see these things running off renewable natural gas in 10 years.
1: I would buy a self-driving car in about two and a half seconds when I'm driving through traffic and I see my wife putting on her makeup, a cell phone in her ear, and driving with her knees. Heck yes. I would buy one because I don't want a liability of my wife putting makeup on in, the, in traffic. Yeah.
0: There you go. Do it for the makeup. Um, all right, let's talk about this California because that was kind of the biggest thing that happened on Wednesday. Um, you know, I, well, I think it was two things. One, two-thirds of U.S. oil executives think peak oil has passed. <laughs> Good one. Um, California um, comes out and require and, and pass a new law requiring that all new cars by 2035 are zero emission <laughs> sold. New cars. So it's gonna do a couple things. One. It's going to be a nice used, if you're a used car dealer and know how to work on gasoline-powered cars, holy smokes, you are going to have a job in California for a while because people are going to pay big bucks to keep their gasoline-powered car up and running so they don't have to go buy it, as we just saw. Really expensive um, electric car. Now, 2035, they might come down. I also pledged on the closing bell that day to I will get abs by 2030. If, if, If we don't hit the 100 reviews before 2035, I will get on California's schedule and, and get abs by then as well
1: um i've got an ab right now it's called a one pack
0: it's just sitting on ice so no and it's just another this is another example of just a little too much regulation and a oh it would be nice to clean up the environment but the execution of that is wrong the sentiment could be right hey they they, they, they want to reduce emissions in the united states it's a noble cause but i think there is the way to go about that banning or not banning but you know requiring zero emission cars to be sold by 2030 i don't know maybe i don't think so some people obviously california thinks
1: differently so good thing i don't yeah. live there the you got to have a balanced power diet they don't 30% of their power is renewable it is unstable. They don't have the storage. They they are killing their nukes. They are killing their natural gas, blah, blah, blah. They're stupid. Uh, they have not managed their power, and they're going to put a strain on the electrical system with cars? Can we,
0: can, can we get that on a T-shirt? Blah, blah, blah. They're stupid. <laughs> I want that on a T-shirt, along with it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Sorry, that
1: was just... Blah, blah, blah,
0: they're stupid. It's what they sometimes sound like. Other thing that happened on Wednesday, DOE crude oil inventories, courtesy of EIA and Intercom Analytics, Cushion Crude Stocks, uh, uh, total Cushion Crude Cushion crude stocks did spike a little bit, um, which is okay. They're still tra- or they're still below their uh, moving average. About f- uh, 50 million barrels currently in that tank on average. We're, we're about 47 right now. Uh, total U.S. stocks did drop by about 1.6 million barrels. Weekly production dropped off by 200,000 barrels down to 10.7 million. Recent uh, Average U.S. gas price is $2.17. I'm starting to see that out here in Colorado, which is good, good, good to see. But finally, utilization continues to move up 74.8 percentage uh, points, which was great, Sammy. We were seeing I 60s earlier and hopefully see that number above 75 again total u.s stocks currently about uh, 49 uh 494.41 million u.s production currently st- you know, 10.7 that's a little high i think um you know i think we're gonna probably see that uh, bad boy rise a little more um you know i, I think it'll probably settle around 11 to 11, 3 million barrels hopefully next week it'll be interesting to see how much of that production continue to come back on none of it was really shut down due to this last tropical storm beta so some of this um Production all the way back from Hurricane Laura. We've got to go two hurricanes back now uh, to, to, to see some of this production it's still coming back online. So I think that number is going to be a little, maybe a little spike next week. I, I think you know that two hundred thousand. I think was a, a reflection of the stuff that didn't come online from Sally and and some of that that came offline during bit I expect to see that reversed as we move into Wednesday. Uh, what was on the international news desk that day?
1: Uh, more morphing um, by the majors. Uh, RiceData put out uh, some interesting numbers. You and I talked about um, the ge- geographical spread of Exxon, BP, Shell, Total, E&I, and Chevron, and ConocoPhillips and Equinor. Yep. Uh, they are with, they are going to divest a combined resources up to 68. Billion barrels of oil equivalent, uh, unbelievable. At a value of 111 billion, um, with spending commitments of 2021 and 20 billion. What's a few billion between friends?
0: Yeah, let's just come. They should all just advertise this deal on three on oil and gas 360. We'll take a, a small fee.
1: Um. The. Indonesia, with all of them, are pig piling almost in the same groups. Uh, the article also talks about uh, acquiring the Conoco Phillips would the uh, acquire the Indonesian portfolios. Um, I mean, it's they're all going to be trading um, and getting their assets out so they can show their stockholders that they're green greenies. Um, like the bold strategy cotton
0: we'll see how that one plays out
1: uh, chevron is doing the least amount of this and i'm going to put my money on chevron
0: okay
1: okay uh, they are doing some but uh they're going to be the ones to watch they're the uh, uh dark horse not the dark horse but they're the only one standing out in the corner they're like me when the dodgeball games were all being picked i'm the dope in the corner for <laughs> Uh, instance, BP, I'm just going to read you this one part. For instance, BP could swap its position in Algeria for ENI's holdings in Australia. All right, I'm starting to do some math on these assets, and it's not adding up. BP's Algeria portfolio is val- valued around $320 million. This is almost like a uh, game of, uh, was it a pea under the cup? you know, where you're shuffling the cups around and trying to find the... Paint. Oh, I see, the shell game. Shell game, thank you. And then uh, another example is shell swapping its assets in Norway for totals, uh portfolio in Oman. Oman. Good grief. Okay. He's it's like a, a game better- of risk. Uh, no, this is a game of like, I want your wife. I mean, this is just ridiculous. Sorry, this is Bathsheba out of the Bible. All right.
0: Alright, uh, No. Um. I, I another thing I forgot. This is this is a, a you know I hate covering all the majors. I I love them, but they get too much coverage. I could really care less about Chevron. It does they operate in a different stratosphere than the rest of these companies? Some finally some U.S. shale patch news that we all enjoy. Extraction had some filings that dropped. Eh, I don't know if it was Wednesday, Tuesday night. A site called Debtwire.com. Tough to find some stuff because you they they you talk about paywall. Woohoo! i did see some stuff though they've submitted a couple different plans for their chapter 11 restructuring one of them is an acquisition slash merger plan with a couple different suitors and the only suitor i was able to verify that actually submitted an offer was high point resources another colorado D- dj based player um love their website by the way I, go check it out it's pretty good
1: um i hear somebody pretty cool did it
0: yeah it's, i agree um and so that's one of the, the the confirmed buyers. A couple other buyers out there, and those are full acquisitions. Not you know we'd call it a merger. Um, the other one is a complete recapitalization and and re what I would say flipping around you know um, brand change. I mean they're going to emerge. You know Denbury just decided to drop resources and change it to Inc. Wow, that's going to really get me get me invest in here. Uh, so we'll see what extraction decides to do. Hopefully they try to extract some value out of this company and change their name. Um, but, got someone who can help you guys with that
1: yeah they they paid a dollar fifty for their marketing person to add any right
0: yeah they're using Fiverr to find their marketing people <laughs> so um that's about the most interesting shale patch thing that happens it'll be interesting to see what hap happens with extraction you know there's some other deals that are being sniffed around there nothing that we could really I don't know, confirm, talk about here on the show. So let's kind of go ahead and move into Thursday. Uh, yeah, yesterday was, you know, Thursday chop. This was actually the day I mentioned this dude. Man, gosh, should have day traded because it was, uh, you know, we were, we were up 300 points, down 200 points, um, finishing about 40 points. 800, sorry, excuse me. That's like an 800-point swing. So, I mean, you want to talk about different levels to hit. Indices overall ended lower, so, you know, we had a nice little... Um, uh, indices lower, so I mean, I mean, hopefully we can see some of this this, this price rise today. Um, first time U.S. jobs, uh, state uh, unemployment benefits totaled eight hundred and seventy thousand for the week ended September nineteenth, higher than the Dow Jones estimate of about eight hundred and fifty thousand. So, uh, Again, a little reason why the chart. All prices stayed fairly flat. They were through the mid thirties throughout the session, trading like forty twenty two around. About 150 when that pig closed, natural gas were up about two and a half, or 2.8 percentage points, off the back of stocks moderately, moderately rising due to Bloomberg and Intercom Analytics data. So to give you an idea, guys, um, stocks were up 66 billion cubic feet, which is a little bit high for this this time. You know, we usually we're entering draw season. Last week we saw unusual 80, uh, 89 billion cubic barrel build. Now what we're seeing is sixty. Is hopefully that numbers continue to fall, and as as long as it does, it's going to continue to support gas price. I mean, currently gas price is still two twenty one. So I mean, not great. We keep I keep hearing three dollars and fifty gas. I don't know, Stu. I don't know, but um, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I am wrong. What happened on the news desk that day?
1: I had some real entertainment. I mean, I, I got a really sick sense of humor, <laughs> <clears throat> but. China's president came out and said um, China's national security and carbon neutral uh, plans were actually uh, announced the day before. And then they had a nice uh, John Kemp had a nice summary article of everything that's in there. You are a Jack Kemp fan. We got to get that guy on the show. Ah, he's he's a. I'm gonna good point. Let's call call him today. Um, China was a net importer of coal, oil, and gas in 2018. And to let our listeners know what exactly all this is, is the day before, the Chinese said, uh, we're going to be carbon, we're going to maximize or peak our pollution in carbon production in 2030. All right. Then we're going to be carbon neutral in 2060. I put on here. I need to see some meat on that bone. Their their announcement was absolutely like one of my high school papers, devoid of mm. any material or plans. I mean, this is like writing, as we said, a check to your ex-wife that you know is going to bounce. Um, there's nothing there. You're going to have a one pack before they de- They're the biggest polluter in the planet. And they're promised. And then everybody in the world was giving them the golf clam. Oh, China, we love you. You're doing great. You're going to get the uh, Nobel Peace Prize. Fra-
0: yeah, pick. I'm pledging to reach peak peak weight in 2030. So I'll probably peak at about 400 pounds and then I'll kind of <laughs> slim off and get that six pack um, by then. Because that's what they're saying, right? We're going to peak. We're yeah, peaking.
1: Yeah, you're And then we're slimming high. down. I like it. Oh, unbelievable. Uh, I, I, I wish that I could have that kind of thing to tell the IRS. Uh, I'm going to really peak out on all my payments to you in 2030. I'm not going to pay you a thing till then. And then I'll maximize all my back payments in, in 2060. And then I'll become a French citizen right before that. Uh, go figure. I, I'd like to have that kind of run. The The next one was a satellite picked up a oil spot off of uh, the tanker in Yemen. And we talked about this last night on the show. And the poor people of Yemen do not deserve this. This tanker has been sitting there for five years. God bless the Saudis. They are absolutely going nuts to try to get this derelict uh tanker that is spilling oil uh fixed. Mm. The UN is sitting there with their finger in their ear for five years and they've known about it and they won't do a thing. It is now broken off its mooring and it is a disaster that's going to be four times worse than the Exxon Valdez, and it makes my heart sick for the Yeah, it's brutal. It and it's. I am I am so disappointed. You last night you teased because I kind of let it out in a, a very very big secret that I'm not a fan of the UN. They need to be tossed out of the U.S. Next thing is, they're not doing their job. Why are we paying their bill when they're about to support the biggest natural disaster in oil and gas history that is going to give our beloved oil and gas an energy uh, market yes. a black eye? And more importantly, yes. it's for the human a- humanity, the poor folk. I don't care. You're a human, and you don't deserve this. So this Sorry. is just breaking across the
0: Bloomberg terminal here. President Trump announces Stuart Turley, new ambassador, U.S. ambassador to the UN. I would. They would not. I wouldn't pass the background check. <laughs> That's probably why you get the job. So hey, we're wide open. Stu's Stu's available, and hey. I can take over the website
1: if necessary. Oh, absolutely. And and Michael, you absolutely cracked me up because I said if it doesn't walk like a duck or doesn't quack like a duck because it doesn't quack because it's covered in oil <laughs> you, we had a good life it was, it was, it was, we had a fun
0: we had a fun we had a fun closing bill. you highly recommend checking out live on intercom's youtube channel i think it's like www.youtube.com backslash user backslash intercom backslash live it's where we go every day 2 p.m mountain standard time um yeah i mean it, it was an international and a and an oil majors week this week which between me and you, Stu, I hate. I'm a down. I'm a. I'm an old. Not an old school. I'm a new school. Small time U.S. shale guy. Love me that extraction story. Love me those those politics going along in there. Love me some of the energy tech stuff that we have going on. Uh, we are r- rolling heavily into earnings season here, and oh. I think that's kind of the what I would say calm before the storm. And this week, as you know, this focus was on international and majors. This week, we're about to shift heavy into quarter two you know you quarter 3 earnings calls woohoo
1: but the sources i have uh, i told you on sunday that it's going to get worse next week and buckle up
0: <laughs> yay just what i want to know all right well, let's go ahead and move in to the levels for oil as always guys this segment is sponsored by Sandstone Capital Group. These guys do great research. Um, you can check out everything of theirs. sandstonecg.com. Call them 303-907-6825. Remember the podcast sent you. We don't get any credit if you don't say that. look at the levels for the week. I mean, it was, you know, choppy week if you were, you know, if you were trading oil and gas, good if you were trading oil. Good luck this week, man. It was, you know, low level. We're, we're talking 38.72 is probably the floor, but you know, eh, 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 really on the upside, it was choppy. I would say our our our, our next closest level on the downside is going to be somewhere around that 39.20 level. I think it's a it's a good upside level. Point of control for the week's 39.80. We see nice volume bench on the upside. 39.93, 47.17 is a good level. forty sixty-two is probably where our top is now. Could could we see somewhere in the you know forty eighty range, maybe forty-one? Uh, maybe, but I, I'm I've seen the fundamentals. Do not show me all of that. You know, on the natural gas side, it was down, it was up. I mean, I mean, it was it was it was a wild day. I mean he was talking about teacup action today. We saw down to you know, we saw st- we started the week. Excuse me, you know, really started um, you know, we started the week around two dollars even down all the way to a dollar eighty. Now driving itself all the way back up to two twenty. So it gives you an idea how one, volatile natural gases don't don't day trade this. Don't don't pretend you're smart enough to do stuff like this. You don't pay enough money for those weather weather models. Trust me, I've looked into it. They're more than a Bloomberg terminal. So go get yourself. If you're thinking of getting a weather model, just get a Bloomberg terminal. It'll be more interesting for you. Um, but I do see I I, I you know. The twelve month strip does not look good, Stu. You 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 throw you throw Nat Gas on a forward curve. I don't see this. I don't see the same story. All of these big boys, Reistad and Varus BT. I don't I don't see what they're seeing. And you know, hey, that's probably why I'm that's probably why I'm doing this, and I'm not working for them. <laughs> you know, it's probably why they're trusted, and I'm not. But I. I, I, you know, the, every, every week goes by, Stu, I'm waiting for something to change. Fundamental. It, it hasn't, we're sitting in, it's October, Stu.
1: Don't, don't go work for them. Cause I'm going with you.
0: Yeah. I'm not, trust me. I ain't going to go work big corporate. <laughs> you ain't going to go, come on, work in corporate still. You think this work, you think this works in a corporate office?
1: No, we're having too much fun.
0: We're having way too much fun. Um, As we mentioned, DOE inventory, um, you check all of the inventory numbers out at the world's greatest website, oilandgas360.com, backslash dashboards, backslash oil dash and dash gas dash inventories. Backslash. Seriously, we have it in the show notes. Check it all out. As I mentioned, uh, about a uh, 1.6 million crude oil inventory drop to four ninety-four million barrels. Um recent gas prices two dollars seventeen cents. Finally utilization 74.8 percentage point. U.S. field production down 200,000 barrels, uh 10.7 million barrels. Those were that was updated about 1030 um there on Wednesday. DOE natural gas inventories. about the most interesting thing you're seeing is that 66 total BCF net change in US natural gas stocks. A little higher, you know, we like to see draws, but hey, we'll take what we can get at this point. Those drop at about 9 o'clock now in Standard Time every single Thursday. As we know, uh, rigs dropped. Um, if you're an Enveris subscriber, and since people always wonder, well, I see S&P wrote an article on Thursday night telling me rig counts. Why can't I see them until Friday at 11? Well, you're common folk like us. So if you're, Baker Hughes was originally set up the rig count you know, they were in charge of counting rig counts. Mo- and not in charge. They just had the most access to information. They were doing a lot of the work. They, you know, they, they're a service company. It makes sense. They know that number. Well, as data and companies get bigger, they offloaded that process to Inveris. And so what Inverus does is they release to their subscribers, Thursday midday, rig counts. But if you're an average person like Stu and I, which still annoys me. I mean, we got, we've got we had Inverus on in the the show nine times they can't just throw us a di license i mean trust me i've worked in SAS. do i know how easy it is to deploy credentials all
1: right uh you know uh, besides giving you a defibrillator i'm gonna call alan over there the uh, founder and see what we. Can
0: i'm do. mostly kidding but i'm also not so <laughs> no. but uh but no that's why that's where that discrepancy goes i think people always tell me hey well, why do i see this in an article on thursday night but i can't pull out biggers well you got to be an very subscriber and I give them credit. It's a good marketing tool for them so if, if, if we're going off um i actually got to pull the numbers up here because it was a big number i if, if i remember we were up 15 rigs to to yep. 308 which is the first time we've seen 300 plus rigs since COVID hit correct
1: that is correct
0: unbelievable um I posted on the article. You can find the Oil and Gas 360 publisher. You can know I a little overview of what that is. Yeah, I mean, look at this: fifteen rig count increase, three hundred eight, week ending for September third, or excuse me, twenty third. Excuse me, largest weekly gain in more than six months. Woo! Permian rig counts—they accounted for seven, increasing to a total of one hundred thirty-five, highest in West Texas since late July. Eagleford gained three rigs.
1: Hey, Michael, uh, we will have to double check because we ran a story three weeks ago about an Argentinian firm who was going to drill 111 uh, wells by the end of the year. I wonder if any of those were them. Yeah, I wonder. We can go in and check. If we had our DI
0: license, I could let you know, but we don't. So uh, we'll just have to go off the article. No, I'm just kidding, but I'm also not really. Um uh, what else we got here? Um, I'm just trying to kind of skim here. See, so here we go. Platt's Analy- See, this is a number I can get behind. Platt's analytics projects WTI oil prices for next year average 4070 with Q1 averaging 37 and Q4 at 44. That's legit numbers. What is this? $65 a barrel by Goldman Sachs? You know why they're saying that? So they can do SEC. So they can take they can take clients from Netherlands Sewell and do SEC reporting. That's why they're coming out with that number. You just um, want to throw it out there. That, I, you know,
1: I would agree with them because come on, like, you
0: run an E and P company, Stu. Who are you hiring? Someone who tells you SEC strip pricing is going to be sixty five or forty five.
1: Oh, 45, and, and, or uh, even... 65. Time.
0: No, you're, you're doing this, because trust me, you want to produce investor slide decks at 65 strict.
1: You out. What did you say?
0: No, I'm just... I, I'm Sorry, I'm, I'm going off, because this is something that is just... By... So, you've got... Let, what let bothers me... me about Goldman Sachs and these non-specific oil and gas analytics companies coming out and giving me their oil price of 65, that... They're not doing that because they actually think oil's going to be 65 Do you know why they're doing that, Stu? They're doing that because they're trying to take clients from our our favorite people, Netherland Sewell. Because if you're an oil and gas executive, how do you want your reserves stated? Do you want them using SEC pricing, which is $65 strip? Or do you want someone like Netherland Sewell to say, well, guys, we have to kind of look at what you're selling it for. Yes, SEC SEC strip pricing's $52, but the moment you produce that barrel of $55 oil in the ground? You sell it for 40 Well,
1: the uh, Netherlands, Seoul folks, must be listening to our show, because OPEC is really mad at OPEC Plus. Club Med is now getting involved with everything, and you take a look at the all the countries that are overproducing against the uh, quotas put out by OPEC. Uh, they, all that adds up is to a lower. Are price. you
0: breaking on this podcast that OPEC Plus and some OPEC members were cheating on Absolutely. oil production cuts?
1: And I'm. I also, Who would have guessed? Uh, I'm, you were just. You were just breaking news left and right. Uh, breaking news also is that OPEC uh, rolled up its newspaper and smacked OPEC Plus around like a puppy. Yeah uh because they're they're wanting to get rid of them opec has lost a lot of power in pricing so the disparage uh the uh unlawful uh also against sanctions uh all of this mess is keeping the production low uh production price low the the pricing mechanisms are messed up over the world well, yeah, because
0: it. everybody's got an angle. Every, very, everyone's got an angle. Goldman Sachs has got an angle with telling you oil's going to be sixty-five bucks.
1: They they're not cli- listening. They want the clients.
0: Show. They want clients. Yeah,
1: they're not uh, listening. To our show
0: Michael. No, they don't really care. <laughs> but you should, if you are listening, you should advertise. We'll help. We'll fit. We'll help you with your, uh, with your, with your pricing models. Um, <clears> no, so I'm didn't... looking at the time here. We're over an hour. So, are we missing? Like, are we missing anything here? I mean, yeah, real quick,
1: two seconds. Um, uh, OPEC, one, two. All
0: right, we're d- just kidding.
1: <laughs> click. <laughs> uh, OPEC uh, is running their uh, yearly forecast for next year on October eighth, and I've ordered the media kit ahead of time so that we can try to uh, get in there, Ooh. and uh, I'll let you know if they call us to to moderate it.
0: Yeah, let me know that. We've already done a couple OPEC Plus Zoom moderations. It's pretty easy to just have us go back and do that again. I don't have anything more. So I think we should go ahead and wrap up part one of a two-day or a two-step hall pass process. Cue the music. Thank you guys for checking out Oil & Gas 360, the 360 digital closing bell. The iTunes, available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube also available on The Oil & Gas Show. For Stuart Turley, I'm Michael Tanner, and the entire Oil & Gas Weekend camp. we will see you this afternoon for our final hall pass and the digital ticker.